This is Nursing in America. Each week, we speak with incredible Filipino nurses who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. Hi, everybody. We are so excited today. We have our fourth Lafora talk show. And we Good have morning. Paul morning, from, uh, from the Lafora admin team. Thank you to the Lafora admin team for giving us this opportunity. We have Jasper and we have Joe, who are our guests joining us today. We are so excited and we cannot wait to get started and hear about their stories and their journey of coming to the US so that everybody can hear and learn from each other. Um, can everybody, can we hear everybody okay? Paul, Jasper, Joe, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yes, okay. I can hear you. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, the other thing is that this, you know, at this time of the coronavirus, it is a very trying time for many people. It is very stressful. Everybody has a lot of anxiety. So this is our way of paying it forward to you and making a, a difference and hopefully shedding some light and some positivity and some encouragement. Um, the other thing is that when we um, have the guests on, we ask the, ask the guests not to mention exactly where they are working, which hospitals, um, no agencies, um, you know, we, we want to keep this as neutral as possible. Um, so we do ask the, um, the guests for that. Um, and the last thing to mention, which I, I think everybody knows, but I just want to say it, is we ask everybody to be authentic. This is, is obviously um, a, you know, we want to encourage you, we want to inspire you, but we also want to be real. We want to be real. You know, this is our community. This is a place for everybody to, um, to be real, to hear what it's really like when you come to the US. But if there is, are there challenges? We ask the guests, how did they overcome it? Because we want this to be, we don't want this to be a, a pity party. We want this to be a problem solving opportunity. Okay, so with that said, let's get started. And before we do, Paul, where's our mascot Eva? Oh, she's running around probably eating. Eva, come here. <laughs> I'm gonna call her. This is the fourth Lafora talk show and we have a mascot. Eva's gonna be joining us too. <laughs> so, Joe and Jasper, if we wanna start off and tell us a little bit about your, your story. Tell us about why you became a nurse, um, what inspired, who or what inspired you about coming to America. You wanna share a little bit about yourself. Maybe Joe, ladies first. Oh. <laughs> okay, really I, when I was in college, I really want to go for, um, I want to be a radio, you know, a DJ host like that. But wow. then like the university that I'm applying to, I, I don't like that school. So I have to go to another school that my dad wants me to. And I don't want math. So they just have nursing, engineering, accounting. So I'll say, I'll try, I'll try nursing. Like there's lesser math. <laughs> So that's my start. And I started to love nursing. 
and that's it. <laughs> okay. So maybe Joe's going to take over from me as the host of the Lafora talk show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you always wanted to be on the DJ, right? <laughs> it was like a long time ago. <laughs> what about you, Jasper? <laughs> oh, Jasper, we can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, it's very faint though. If you want to maybe put your volume up a little bit oh. or come a little closer maybe. Can you hear me now? Yes, it, it's still a little faint though, but go ahead. All right. Uh, well, I would like to say thank you for uh, inviting me over. Uh, Tanya, Paul, uh, Jean, last time I saw in the uh, uh, video, and also Joe, good morning. This is the first time I've met aside from Tanya, so thanks, thanks so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Uh, to your question, I think uh, mine was a different story because uh, I really didn't want to be a nurse initially and then um, well my mom just kind of said you know you know um, we didn't have any money for you to go anywhere else uh, like pursue your your initial passion which was journalism so I took up nursing just because my my uh, sibling was uh, in nursing school at the time uh, said you know you can use his um, equipment his uniform shoes books whatever you know whatever you so uh, I basically said okay just appease my mom and that's how i started nursing so mom is always right i right, guess so. <laughs> <laughs> and and who or what inspired you to come to the u.s job um, well i think it's a different um story to say during my time because if you if you notice nowadays the availability of of nursing uh positions in the united states is you know, uh, a lot, and, and the visa availability is also on, you know, um, what, one year now, uh, retrogressed. During my time, when I graduated in 96, it was like 10 years retrogressed. So all my classmates, when we graduated, we were like at a loss because there were no positions open. Um, we didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia at that time because of the war. And so we were just pretty much stuck in the Philippines. So when I graduated, I you know, didn't have any job. I remember myself walking in, in Manila and with my, you know, uh, resume, couldn't find any job. So I decided I want to go to, you know, do something with my life, I guess. So I went back to school, um, pursued my uh, certificate in education from UPT Liman, and then became a teacher and also took my, my uh, licensure exam for teachers and, and that. So basically, I, I, I taught at the Department of Education as a secondary school teacher in a public school. So I taught biology, um, micro, you know, chemistry. And I remember having 80 students in my class. And I was like, you know, I had to, to speak on top of my, bo my voice because there's just a lot of students. And it took about three years. And um, then the, the opportunity came when, you know, the, uh, the visa availability started to come in and I was able, I was able to, uh, you know, go back to the mainstream nursing. Okay. So it took a long time. It, it did. Yeah. So I, I would like to say to the audience right now, you know, uh, don't despair. Don't, because sometimes I, I follow some of the, um, the uh, chats that, you know, people are, are, are complaining, you know, the priority dates are just, you know, uh, too, too slow. But if you put yourself 10 years ago or, or during our time, we were retrogressed 10 years back. So two years is nothing. Yeah, that, that's a great point, Jasper, because it, it's all about perspective. 
you know, one has to have patience. Um, and it's all about perspective. I remember the retrogression years very well. <laughs> very painful and, time. And there's a lot of things they can do in the meantime, you know. They just don't sit there doing nothing. They could, you know, do a lot of things to improve their skills. And then when the opportunity comes, they can, you know, go back. Yeah. And I think, Paul, you had a similar situation, right? You kind of right. like did a little zigzag. Right. Yeah. Ten years retrogression was a thing oh. also with me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I had to wait that long. It did. Yeah. 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 So it was like I waited for eight and nine years just right. to be come here but i did not stop dreaming of coming here i just continue you know developing my skills i continue working on the nursing air area arena and then here i am yeah, yeah my you dream. yeah you are on the lafora talk show <laughs> <laughs> Sharing because your all story. of us all of us here have waited for so long that we yeah, really cherish where we are at right now and we're working so hard to keep um you know maintain what we have right now just because we waited so long to get here. So that's my advice to the Leforans too, to, so if, if, if it's um, making them feel upset for waiting so long, just believe that one day it will be there and it will be all worth it. I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. If you know a friend or colleague who would benefit from listening to this conversation, please let them know about the show. We want to help as many nurses as we can turn their dreams into a reality. If you're thinking about making the step to living and working as a nurse in the USA, we can help you. Head over to KineticsUSA.com to find out more. That's KineticsUSA.com. If you think back on that time, what do, what do you tap into in yourself to keep yourself going? Like, how, like what do you say to yourself to keep yourself going? Because, you know, it's all very well. You can look back now and think about it and say okay well you know it, it, it that there, no experience is lost i'm a big uh, fan of oprah and oprah always says no experience is lost even if you if you didn't go the path that you want to do but what did you say to yourself in your head if you think back to that time well for me i always stay like positive i always like just move forward like it's gonna i'm, I'm gonna reach that goal soon but I just move forward and I don't you know, stress out of waiting. I just mm -hmm. live my life as it is. Like, just yeah. as I told earlier, just develop your skills. Don't be so stressed about it. Your time will come. I mean, yeah. you'll get there. Just and, and when you get here, it's all worth it. Okay. So those are wise words, Joe. What tell mm -hmm. us about tell us about arriving in the US what was that like on your first day when you arrived in the US oh um when I first arrived here of course I can't believe like am I in the USA like when I when we were driving like oh my god this is USA and <laughs> just like it just feels like you're at home also so and even like when me and my friend joy who is watching out right now hi joy um we were driving like from work and we were saying like, are we in the USA? Like we can't really believe it. Like, is it really like we're living our dream? <laughs> um, it's, um, I, I stayed here for a while. Like I want to tell all the Leforans that when you come here, you don't like work on your first day. There's a lot of things to do. There's a lot of things that you should wait for, like for your SS number, you have to 
you know, open a bank account, build your credit score, and there's a lot of things to learn. And I would suggest that you, you, you take some money with you because most of the agencies don't tell you that you should have a pocket money but so now I'm saying it to all of you to have a money at hand because you have to pay for like administrative fee for your apartment. And because you don't have a credit score yet, you have to pay a deposit for your apartment's electricity or gas and, you know, and things like that. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a really important tip. Um, because people don't realize, and not only that, Joe, now at this time of the pandemic, when nurses come in, they have to quarantine initially. So you can't even go straight to the social security office. You've got to quarantine for, for two weeks at least before you can even go to social security. So it actually can delay the, the whole process even more. Oh. Yeah. So, I, mean, I so, waited like two months. Two yeah. months I have no job, so you have yeah. to have money with you. Yeah, so and that, yeah, really important. Um, but I was just smiling and, and I, I could see Jasper and, and Paul smiling also when you said you were, it was, it felt so surreal and mm -hmm. you were just like pinching yourself like, is this America? Jasper, is that how you felt as well? Um, cut. See, it's so long now. I've been here for what yeah. almost twenty years. I could not remember anymore how the feeling was like. But uh, I do remember that it was not a straight line for me. It was like mm -hmm. a lot of uphill battle. Because um, during that time, it, the landscape is pretty different. We didn't have any NCLEX in the Philippines. Imagine I had to be transported to my agency. Had to be transported. We had to be transported to Guam at that point. So it was, they were trying to save money. So we were not even straight flying straight to Guam. We had to stop over in, in Japan. And we arrived in Guam after an eight hours flight at 6 a.m. And my NCLEX was at 8 a.m. So I imagine oh the jet lag and I had to take the test. And then at 3 p.m. we had to fly back. So we were, I, I was in Guam for pretty much like, you know, from the test. At, at 8 a.m. and we had to fly back in the afternoon and all of that I mean um, it, it was not an easy thing so I, I really would like to you know do a, a, a uh, you know a reality check reality check for, for nurses nowadays that you are so blessed mm -hmm. with everything that you have right now uh, right. you have your visa availability you have NCLEX pretty much everywhere, anywhere, you know, uh, especially in the Philippines. Right. So, so just be thankful and, and grab that opportunity and, and look back as it being the glass half full. Um, always keep a positive mind. And to your question, was it, you know, the feeling ecstatic at that point? I believe it was. I just could not remember it right now because it's yeah. been two decades ago. But... Um, I would think that it was it was really you know um, uh, you know fulfilling because of all the things that I went through. Right. Yeah. Well, I you know, I, I think I, I was also I came to this country twenty years ago as well, so I can mm -hmm. uh, you know identify with what you're saying. Um, but I think the fact that you brought up that reality check is very very valuable. 
Jasper, because it is a matter of looking at the, the, the glass half full. So many people don't even remember or don't even realize how hard it was in the past. And you are, you know, one of those who, who, who came a long time ago and had to pave the way for those that are coming now, which is what you're doing again now in the Lafora talk show by, by um, helping those that are still outside the country. Um, but I think really important because gratitude can really change that if you have that lens of gratitude, it can really change the way that you see things. You're not looking for everything that goes wrong. You just, you, you're more grateful and blessed for what you have in that moment. And I think that leads me to the, the next question, which is really probably one of the most important questions is, you know, we talk about how that in the beginning, it's kind of like the honeymoon. It's so exciting. You're pinching yourself. You're doing the happy dance. You, you really are ecstatic of being here and achieving your, your dream. But a lot of Laforans don't realize that that's also when a roller, when the roller coaster starts. Um, and hopefully for many people watching, it will not be too bumpy of a ride. But for many people, it is quite bumpy in the first year, I would say. Joe, tell us about your first year. What were the challenges you experienced um, and how did you overcome them? So first challenge that I experienced was, you know, the accent, <laughs> you know, the, the language itself. Because I'm in the South, so they have like, a lot of accent it's just not what accent there's redneck accent there's like <laughs> black american accent and there's a lot like so what i do is i tell them to speak slowly so i would understand them and they are very um, appreciative of that it doesn't matter i mean don't be ashamed of asking them to repeat themselves if you don't understand especially if you talk to the doctor on the phone it's very important that you, you tell them, doctor, I didn't hear you. Can you, or I did not understand you. Can you, you repeat that? And then after you receive the order, you have to repeat it to him because sometimes, you know, there's some miscommunications, like some misunderstanding because of the words used. So that's it. Um, they would also, I mean, it's not only you that it's adjusting to them and they are also adjusting to you. So for us, you also have to speak slowly. And then for me, I would suggest that you, you watch some YouTube videos about how to, to speak their language, like the accent, so they would understand you more. Because when I came, I first came here, I still like, I think I still, my English sounds like more of a Chinese accent. Because <laughs> they're laughing. We just laugh at it and um, just learn um, learn the language, learn the, the, before I said, you know, the ginger ale, I said ginger ale, and it was so funny, like everybody was laughing. <laughs> now I know it's ginger ale. <laughs> You'll never forget that one. <laughs> yeah, don't forget that one. And what else? Um, some, I asked some of my friends, and they say they are from them adjusting with the food, because here it's more of like, cheese steak you know you you miss the, the salty filipino <laughs> culture that we have but for me i don't have like really problem i love cheese so <laughs> i think that's it okay and and paul i'm sure you can relate because you were also in the south right about the yeah. accent <laughs> yeah well the good thing is um well back back where i 
started working, it's 99% Hispanics. So if I have a Filipino accent, they have the Hispanic accent too. So that evens it out. So all of us have accent and I would laugh at them and they would laugh at me. But it's, it's, it's really, um, what she said was actually right because sometimes I would still pronounce things the Filipino way and they would make fun of me. And I laugh at them too because I didn't even realize, oh, our language is so different. But I would make, uh, like sometimes I would try to annoy my coworkers when we're not busy. I would just talk in Filipino English accent and they would just be uh, laughing hilariously at me. But that that's fun. Yeah, I got to learn a lot of new um, pronunciation about words too. Yeah. Well, have, yeah. having a sense of humor helps. Yeah. Um, laughing helps. And yeah. being assertive, asking the question, not being shy. Because I think that is, is difficult for a lot of Filipinos coming to the U.S. You're taught not to, to question. So I think that's important. But people don't realize that, you know, you think, well, you've got to pass the IELTS. And then once you pass the IELTS, you, you, you're kind of done. You don't have to worry about the English again. But it, it doesn't really work that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a it, funny it, story about what uh, Jill, uh, she had about communication with the doctor on the phone. I had yeah. to remember uh, the doctor was on the other side, like about 2 a.m., so I was saying on the phone, like, yes, doctor, like, yes, doctor, yes, doctor. And then now he was screaming on the other side. It's like, what do you mean? Yes, doctor, I'm asking you a question. It's kind of like a mind, uh, a shift in the paradigm of nursing in the Philippines where you are always saying, yes, doctor, and you pretty much do not question and you're not used to being asked of what your uh, ideas are or, or opinion about things right. for patient care. But here in the United States, it's pretty much expected as, as nurses, as professionals, mm-hmm. that we have something to, uh, to say and contribute and, and what we think are the recommendations for your patients because you were there for most of the shift. So the doctors pretty much rely on you. And that's what nursing is about. And, and that's what I keep telling, you know, um, whenever I, I go to the Philippines to speak, I keep, you know, encouraging that kind of, of a paradigm shift in the practice of nursing that we had to stop, you know, putting the doctors on top of the, you know, totem pole because we are all at the end of the day um, professionals. We are on the same level. It's just on a different discipline. So I guess that's my pet peeve. Right. Yeah. I just want to add with Sir Jasper because I was really also surprised in here because the doctors really ask your opinion about the patient. And right. you can, and they are not offended if you like do have a suggestion. Like sometimes they would, um, they're not. Some doctors would not really review the, you know, the laboratories. And you can ask them, doctor, are you sure you want to start this potassium? Because this is this is his level, and they will not be offended. This is this is what I really like in the U.S. You feel like you really are a professional. Right. You really have this. Not like I work in the Middle East and if you say something and you suggest something to the doctor, they would be like mad at you or even mm-hmm. in the Philippines, right? But mm-hmm. here it's different. You're on the same level. You, have, you, you are entitled for your opinion. And of course, your opinion should be like um, base. I mean, it should be intelligible. I mean, it should, you should have a base, like you have a laboratory to prove it and you will love it here. Okay. So I was yeah. telling my friends about it. You're gonna love it here because you're treated differently. You're you 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 feel that Respect. you're really a professional, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and and I think what what you're saying now, we, we, every Lafora talk show that we've had, everybody's saying the same thing, and I think Jasper, you're 100% right in that it's a paradigm shift, and it takes a little bit of time to kind of like wrap your head around that, and also to get up the courage to speak up, to be assertive, because right. there's a difference between being aggressive and assertive. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Nursing in America. Part two will be available next week, so make sure you come back to join us then. If you enjoyed the episode, please help us by hitting the follow button on your podcast player and leaving us a review. If you're thinking about making the step to living and working as a nurse in the USA, we can help you. Head over to kinetics.usa.com to find out more. That's kinetics.usa.com.